We hope you enjoy Ernest Zevon by PC Detman. If you really like this podcast, the best way to support us is to buy and read the ebook for Kobo or Kindle. Also available as a paperback. Chapter 5 Ernest chivalrously picked up George's suede black jacket and hung it over her shoulders. He felt like it should be raining profoundly, foggy or icy cold, after such a performance. Whatever in the universe that was not perfectly aligned with them, he felt, should be in full opposition. With us, or against us. As they made for the exit, Ferguson tapped Ernest on the shoulder. His fee, plus tips. And an extra something from me, said Ferguson. As long as we see you again next week, I'm going to make some posters. They would go home in style tonight by London cab. He only wished he could still hire a coach and four horses. He even decided to drop Georgia off at home, even though it would be unnecessary. She should feel like a star tonight, and true stars were never alone. As it happened, it was not raining, foggy, or even cold, but it was still a perfect 1920s night. They walked along the street, arm in arm, pulling each other tight. Whatever tomorrow brought, this had been each other's best night for many years. He actually felt like a rock star instead of a pretender. Jackson Brown? There could be a couple of his with room for sacks. The first cab they saw had its light on, of course, and he gently pushed Georgia into the back seat. What a glorious night. Ernest, I don't want to go home yet. That was way better than we deserved. It just worked. Are you sure? I mean your boy. He's safe with my sister, truly. Let's find a bar without music, get some cocktails and talk. If this is business, then bring it on. Play it again. Well, he wasn't going to argue about any of that. It saved him getting drunk on his own. And there was only one place nearby that fitted George's no-music cocktail bar stipulation. The bar in Duke's Hotel. The best martini in London. Their driver nodded. They could have walked it in not much time, but never mind. The black cab was the true way to arrive outside a city hotel, especially in Mayfair or Piccadilly. In the cab they held hands. Neither spoke. A spell had been cast. Neither wanted to risk breaking it. Some things, and not very many things, did not need a narrative, a discussion, or an argument. They just need to settle, to ferment and blend, to age naturally in the air. A martini would be the perfect nightcap, just the right era, the right note, and the right style. Ernest would order the Ian Fleming special, as he always did. They wouldn't need to take an order. Cash was in plentiful supply. He just needed to pick the right private moment to hand over George's half. He hadn't counted it, but it wasn't the usual few tenors. There were a few hundred pounds in his pocket for one night. Sometimes the owner had padded out the tenors with fives, and on some August nights, with the locals and office workers away for the summer and the tourists at the musicals, there had been only coins. Did the barman raise an eyebrow when he noticed Ernest coming through the doors? He often came by after a show, but he hadn't been here in months. It wasn't the right time, it wasn't even midnight. But Ernest could count on one hand the times he had been accompanied here, and it had never been with a woman. The barman was taking down the bottles already. Two of the usual, said Ernest. For the second time that night they sat alongside each other on stools, watching someone mix drinks for them. 
There was always a fascination in it for him, like watching a fire or a chef. There was something about the act of creation, the alchemy, and also the act of destruction in a fire. The two events were not all that different when you studied them. As the man mixed, it allowed Ernest a closer look at the ingredients. He was closer to its soul. Wasn't that something, said Georgia. The nerves had gone quickly. Their lack of rehearsal time didn't show them up. There were always things you could do better, but it had exceeded his best hopes. Such fun, she said. I forgot what a blast it could be, especially in a small place. Thanks. Well, it may be small for her, but it was the only sort of place he really knew. He hadn't played an arena, inside or out, for twenty years. A familiar train of thought now struck Ernest. What if he was just a way for Georgia to warm up, a springboard to greater things? It made a lot of sense. She had blown off her cobwebs. He had no contract, it was all just a few words, and she had Henry to support. She had to take the highest price she could get, and he could barely get by on the money he made. Although these tips were a serious paycheck for just one night, it wasn't even a Friday or a Saturday. They were both still to come, and they could totally rework the set now the nerves had gone. This, he had to admit, could be his apogee, his swan song. This could be as good as it gets. So what's next for you? he asked. We get a new set together in time for Friday night. Keep on it. The day after tomorrow, and we've got to be even better. We've started something tonight. Well, that sounded promising. She said they had started something, not drawn a line under something else.